Two giant goofballs is shot live in front of a streaming audience. Welcome to Two Giant Goofballs, a New York Giants podcast. Are you a goofball that loves Giants football? If so, sit back and relax. Except you, that person driving. Sit up and keep your eyes on the road. Your ears, though, can still listen as we talk about the team that both excites and frustrates us so much. And now, now, here are your goofball hosts, Drew and Rob. Welcome, fellow goofballs, the two giant goofballs in New York Giants podcast. I am Drew, joined as always by... I'm me. Oh, Rob. Let's get the show on the road. Oh, yes. We, we got we got two it's groups to talk about, show. guys. It's a special show because of that. We got two groups we're going to talk about in one. Because, quite frankly, this is two groups that we're not going to change a lot on. So we thought, let's combine them. And let's just talk about these groups here real quick because they're both important parts. They're kind of ones that people don't like to talk about as much for whatever reason sometimes. They're but they're important. Flashy. They're not flashy. They're not flashy. They're not flashy. Um, but that's the linebackers and the special teams. And guys, you you can't succeed without a good special team. That's 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 a third of your team. Whether people want to admit it that way or not, it really is. And teams that have a good special team squad, it's a nice advantage. It's a nice advantage. No one talks about yeah. it enough here. So we're going to talk about it a little tier today. But before we do that, let's get into the linebackers, the LBs, the Ooh. unsung heroes. Because this, this is the first time I feel like we had a decent linebacker group since the days of you know Antonio Pierce here at that point. It's been, it's been that long, guys. And of course, we're talking middle linebackers for those who may be a little confused. Obviously, we already had our edge rusher show there. So we, we kind of did this edge outside linebacker, their own category. This is now the, the middle linebackers, the off ball linebackers, as they call them nowadays. The goofballs. Yes. Not the goofballs. That's us. We can't have a show about us. That'd be the most boring we, show ever. What'd you do? I worked. It would have been amazing to talk about how great we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> zero subscribers <laughs> speaking of which if you haven't wow. already if you're a big giants fan do me a favor this is your first episode hit the like hit the subscribe hit the follow share to somebody else there as well uh let's get into that linebacker group though so first up we have the man the myth the legend himself the man who for some reason it took several months for half the giant content creators out there to remember how to say his name correctly bobby okarake is that crap okay okarake yeah, okay. I don't know. I said I. I'll admit freely that we talk about players that I might be interested in, or players that we're talking about potentially getting. Uh, sometimes, listen, if I got the time to look it up to verify I'm right in the pronunciation, sometimes I'll admit I slack a little. But when it comes to a guy that's a giant, once he's a giant, I'm gonna know how to say the goddamn name. Yeah, get a so, tape. Make sure you uh, know. I was a little shocked. Even some of the bigger guys in the middle were like in the beginning were like saying his name wrong. I was a little shocked by that. But anyway. Bobby O'Karake, the probably the biggest and best off offseason addition we had via free agency last year. 149 tackles, guys. That's a tackling beast tackle machine right there. Uh, two interceptions, two and a half sacks, a 78.2 PFF grade. And I don't think we can say enough nice things about him. I really think we yeah. can. Don't have I a believe he only had like he had less than 100 last year too, didn't he? What uh, tackles? Oh, I mean the prior year? No, no. Yeah. He 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 uh was took over Shaq Leonard's job over in the Colts last year. So he was he, he's been over a hundred the last couple of years. But this is I this is really the first time that 
he's gotten the national stage because he played for the Colts prior to that. I mean, again, I don't want to be like mean about you know Indianapolis or what it is, but it's not nearly as big a, a city as New York is, obviously. No, um, it also Indianapolis last year. One fifty-one last year, one thirty-two the year before that. He's consistently doing about one hundred and forty, one hundred and forty-five tackles for the last three years, and listen, that's there's not a lot of guys that can do that. He's one of them. So yeah. Hopefully he's a giant for a long time and very smart guy too. People don't often talk about that enough here. It's not just the, the Ivy league, you know, college background and all that. If you listen to the man talk, the man understands the game at a level that some will never point. Yeah, point. He has an intense football. IQ. Yes. Like I said, very glad we got him. Um, next up a guy that was a little bit of a shocker this year. Especially for um, you, I was like on the fence, but you were like not on this guy. But no, you know what? I thought he'd be an okay backup. Maybe let's see what he yeah. develops into. But he didn't really impress us last year. This year, though, Micah McFadden seemed to be a guy that was just there when you needed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like didn't have this amazing stellar career, like season, like Bobby O'Carrake did, where you go, "Oh my God, this guy's like a borderline Pro Bowler kind of guy." But he was just a consistent guy in that background. Um. 101 tackles of the season, one interception. Low PFF grade. I was kind of shocked by that. 65.6 was his PFF grade. So I'm kind of curious maybe to go do and do a tape study specifically of him and see what they saw they didn't like there because I I honestly expected a much better grade than what he got. Yeah, so he definitely, I, I was expecting low to mid-70s. He definitely had his name spoken about a lot. Yeah, I mean, year. I remember like, the the Niners game's a classic example. It's like every single time a good play happened, there he was. So, uh, you know, I don't know what happened there, but for a reason, they, they didn't like him as much at PFF. So, like I said, kind of curious to go back and kind of watch some of the games specifically to see what he does and how he does. Uh, next up, the Swiss Army Knife himself, the guy who was, like, heralded coming out of Clemson as, like, a freak of nature for the football field that nobody knew what to do with in Arizona. So they traded it to him, to us. So, you know, Isaiah Simmons, 50 tackles on the season, one sack, one interception, which is for a TD, played on just 33% of the defensive snaps on the year. So I got to give that as part of the context there because, again, 33% of the snaps, 50 tackles. That's a pretty high percentage. Um, you know, think about it, even if he did, like, you know, 75, 80% like a starter, he'd probably be 125, 130 tackle kind of guy at that yeah. point based on that number there. I was um, say, you just simple math, 33% of snaps, yeah. time snap by three, that's 150 tackles. Yeah, well, he wouldn't be 100% of the snaps necessarily like O'Karake was. I'm just, um, I'm just saying. No, I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, 68.9 PFF grade there, so actually a little better than McFadden there, and he's a Swiss Army knife, that's what he is. Uh, I don't think this guy will ever be a star in this league like some people thought coming out. But I think he's a guy who fills a lot of different holes. Like, he can play edge. He can play linebacker. He can play safety. You know, he's uh, even Friday kind of, and Saturday night, even on a kind Tuesday. Ayo. Of, oh, <laughs> but it was even kind of a discussion, like, where do we put him in our conversations here? We do the state of the team groups here because it's like, where do you put him? He plays so many roles. And I put him as linebacker because of the fact that he's edge, he's linebacker, he's safety. I figure linebacker is kind of the middle of that group there at that point. There, that's what I like, say. Yeah, so that's where that's where we're putting him here. But I mean, 
in the end, you got a guy that plays a lot of places, and that comes in handy, especially when you get a team like ours who typically has issues for whatever reason with injuries. You know, it's nice to have a guy that you can put an edge, you can put a linebacker, you can put a safety, you can put him in the slot even if you need to be at that point. Like, you know, there's a lot of places you can put this guy. And versatility is a big thing nowadays in the NFL there. So um, now he's one guy we got to talk about there because of the fact that he's a free agent. That we got him with one year left on that contract there at that point there. So I'm hoping they bring him back, but I'm hoping that they bring him back at a number that's reasonable. You know, obviously this is not a guy you consider tagging or anything like that, but it's a guy that you still would like to have because he's a good piece to have on that defense. I don't know what the market's going to be for this guy, though, to be very frank with you. you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, look how excited yeah. Giants fans were we traded for him as if we just got this all pro player, some people. Not gonna name particular names, but there were some people like, "Oh my God, we got us, we got to, we're gonna solve the issues that Arizona couldn't." As if our coaching staff did a great job than anybody else. I mean, <laughs> but like, there could be a team or two out there that still thinks they can do amazing things with this guy. I don't think that's possible. I think he is what he is. He's a he's a piece that comes off the bench, fits many roles, fills a lot of spots for you, and doesn't do any of them spectacular, but doesn't do any of them horrible. And that's what he is. There's nothing wrong with that. But if some team thinks they can fix him, make him into a star of their defense, they might overpay for him. And I don't want to overpay. I'm, yeah. I'm done doing that stuff. I'm, we're not overpaying anymore, guys. Joe Shane's going to have a number in his head. And he's going to stick to it. He's not going to get him in this up. Okay. So please. Hopefully it's a low number. I mean, I'm thinking like, you know, a couple million dollars and that's it. I really am. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be a guy that you go crazy on, you know? So we'll see there. Next up. Jared Davis, who we expected big things. A lot of people expected him to be the second linebacker with Okereke. And, of course, he gets hurt in preseason, and then, yeah, that, that ends that one there. That was so, it. Mm, yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, another guy who's a free agent, though, as well, didn't play a snap. I would think that we can get this guy at a veteran minimum deal, and if that's the case, bring him back to camp. We'll let him be part of the battle oh, there, and let's see what we got. Because... He's a former first-round pick. The Giants brought him in because they liked him. They brought him back because they liked him. So if you like him that much, bring him back again, unless it was Wink. If it was just Wink and everybody else in the room was like, ah, I don't know about this guy. He but, gave him two shots, man. But I'm just saying, you, you got to have that as part of the equation because there is a new defensive coordinator. You know Who knows You know who was the person yelling that they wanted Jared Davis at that point? We don't know. Um and, of course, we got two other guys we got to talk about here because we're going to leave Darren and Beavers alone in this conversation because he spent all year in the practice squad, didn't appear on the regular. He'll pop up in camp and probably go right back to the practice squad. That's what he is. Unless he saves his beaver. Yes. Unless he got on those. But I have no hopes. I had too many high hopes for him last year that I'm going to go into this season with no hopes. Yeah, that it could be pleasantly surprised when he great. comes in as, as a backup. I love being pleasantly surprised and not unpleasantly yeah. surprised. The unpleasant <laughs> surpriseness is not so fun. Uh, and the two guys left there are Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin. That we're going to kind of bunch them together because they're going to kind of segue into our next discussion here we're going to have. Because let's be honest, we list these guys as linebackers, but they're not. They have no defensive ability whatsoever. These guys are purely special teamers. That's what they are. And they do that very well. Don't get me wrong. I'm at the point now that four years in, of both those guys being New York Giants, it's time to move on and get somebody mm -hmm. who also will help on the special teams. But maybe, crazy thought here, help on defense or offense as well. 
That is crazy talk. I, I know. It's insane. Who it's is insane. talking loco? Oh, what I was thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> so. So silly. So, yeah, like I said, they're both free agents. Their rookie contracts are up. Both of them have gone on social media and said goodbye to the Giants. So they've already been told that means they're not coming back. Even though the Giants haven't said an official word on that. You don't do that unless Joe Shane or Brian Dable or somebody's had that conversation with you. Say, you know yeah. what? Appreciate the last four years, but it's done. Yeah. Yeah. You guys expect so. What do you guys expect to make? Uh... I don't think it's that because I think they'll come in for the veteran minimum. I don't think the Giants want them. I think they want players who provide more versatility. Yeah. You know, again, four years in, these guys, it's like, you know, keep in mind, they were drafted. These are guys that were drafted by Joe Judge in that regime in the very beginning, the first year. So they've been two years with Judge now and two years with Dable. Remember, Judge just loved to go ahead and draft guys for special teams abilities. It's yeah. a problem when you hire a special team coordinator. He focused on special teams. We had so many players. We, we Did we have like two or three fullbacks at one point <laughs> two years ago? I mean, that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at. Um, like so that. yeah, so yeah, let's uh, let's 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 move on from those two and call it a day. Otherwise, though, to me, bring back the same group. I don't think we got to change a damn thing. I'm not looking at any free agents. I'm not looking at any draft guys, unless the right person just happened to come along at the right time draft wise. You gonna you know what? I can't yeah. pass up this guy. I'll never yes. say don't use a draft pick on a single position, but. I will say it's less likely you should. And this is definitely into that category. Like I said, it's got to be the right guy, the right position at the right time, basically. Listen, if you get a stud that falls into your lap, you take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you got a guy with like a a, a third round grade and it's round six and here he is still available and you feel like you've already filled the holes that you really were going into the draft to fill, go for it. Drill that hole. Worst comes to worst, he's a special teamer. Who does actually provide something on defense? I know. <laughs> this is why we're we're, we're we're branded as the Radical Giants podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, otherwise, let's bring that same group back. Let's just ride it back again because there's enough positions and groups to have to fix that I'm not looking to go ahead and fix this one. I'm not. Yeah, this one's... Uh, it ain't broke. Brent, is it? Yes. Is it the most elite in the league? No. No, but they play pretty goddamn football. Pretty good right there. I'll tell okay. you this. If you look up the numbers, and I, I I didn't look up this ahead of time, so I'm not going to have it in front of me here, guys. But if you look up the numbers, I guarantee you the number of teams that have both off-ball linebackers with over 100 tackles, it's probably not a high number. So, yeah, that's where we're at. So I'll take it. I'll take it, and we'll keep it going, and we'll move on here. So let's get into the special teams here because they're just they're just so special they so, really special. Are so, so, so special so special so before we do that though let's pay the bills enjoying the show looking for more goofball action consider a membership at buymeacoffee.com slash two giant goofballs membership start at just five dollars and give you additional goofball access one-time support payments also available starting at just three dollars buymeacoffee.com slash two giant goofball Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into the special teams. So special, 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 so special. team. Uh, special. Another, <laughs> another group that, to be honest, we're not going to do much on here, guys. So, um, But here's what we got. We got Graham Gano, obviously, starting off the season as our kicker. Did not have a good year, but let's be very frank. He was injured, and for some reason, they kept trotting him out there. I don't get why. I do not understand the mentality of the Giants with this. He's injured. He's got one leg. 
Let him kick. He's injured. We're probably not going to win and into the get of the postseason with this guy. Let's keep on throwing him out there, but whatever. Uh, 11 of 17 field goals, 8 of 8 extra points, which, first off, let's just focus on that for a second here. 8 of 8 on special teams, guys. I mean, 8 of 8 is out on extra points. That's extra points. Yeah. Now, you may go, oh, wow, that's a really good percentage. And no, you're not wrong on that part here. But here's what I really want to stress. He played in nine games, eight extra points. Yeah, so we're at, what, 0.8 touchdowns per game? Where you could go for an extra yeah, we're point? at less than one touchdown per game. That we went for Exactly. So, yeah, this is why we say we're focusing on these two together and we're not going to fix much. It's because there's enough to fix, folks. We're good. Let's not yeah. make issues where they're not. Um, now, obviously, at that point, he was hurt. Uh, Randy Bullock came in five of six uh, with the field goals. 10 of 10 extra points. Uh, the big drop-off was the touchbacks on the kickoff. So Graham Gannell was at 82.1. When we lost him, Randy Bullock was at 65% touchbacks. So it's one of the things you don't really talk about very often. But listen, when you can just guarantee they're going to start at the 25, that's a nasty. 25 is not an ideal starting position if you're, if you're an off- offense there. So, um, Of course, Randy Bullock got injured. Mason Crosby came around. Five of seven field goals, six of seven extra points, only a 12.5% touchback percentage. So, yeah, I think it's fair but, to say that Mason Crosby's probably done. I mean, he just completed his, what, third decade as a as a. You know, we say that, but but I think he's your age. I really do. So I hope you feel old now. I felt yeah, old he's 39 years old. Than, he's 39. Hey, listen, he's got some, he's got some age on me, right? Not, Not much. much. Not much. Granted, Just I woke saying. up Sunday morning because I slept on the couch and I didn't want to walk for half the day. But that's besides the point. I, I'm I'm also two years older than him. Just saying. Because so I call him old. We're calling ourselves old in the process. Now, when uh, all uh, these uh, injuries uh, uh, happen, we got to talk about the Scottish Hammer, who, of course, also kicked a field goal. Was one-on-one for field goals there. 40-yard kick he'd made there. So that's pretty impressive for somebody who doesn't actually practice doing field goals. 40-yard is not a chip shot by any means there. Um, had one kickoff in that game, but also for 51 yards. So it'd be kind of interesting if you can get a kicker that also punts and just combine them and just have one guy do both. <laughs> Saving a roster spot. Yeah. <laughs> like having a 54-man roster. Is that rugby spots, eh? <laughs> uh, but obviously his main thing was the puntering. So nine, 95 punts on the year, which first off, can we, can we go, oh my God, on that? 95 punts, guys. That's a lot of punts. That's that's a ridiculous amount of punts. That I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that led the league. That's five and five and a half uh, punts per per game. So that means every quarter we we're punting the ball away once, plus another one for good measure randomly in the game. Well, yeah, when you go three and out, not two it because it's five and a half. Yeah, that's insanity. Your punter should not be punting that often. Again, yeah. this is what I keep stressing. Don't fix. At least you got a lot broken. of depth. Of what he did last year. Yeah. Uh, now, on his punts, he had 46 yard per punt average. He had 4.2 touchback percentage. That's pretty damn good. 36% within the 20-yard line. So I want to really quick, because I know we've talked about this guy on this show a few times, and I, I've heard some people still talk trash about this guy. Everybody who watches this show and has watched this show for a while knows that I was one of the biggest trash talkers of the Scottish Hammer, who had a, let's be very frank, had a really shitty 22. 
took forever to punt the ball, had it blocked a couple of times, kept it just dumping in the end zone, kick after kick after kick. Did not have a good 22. Look at the difference here. We talked about a 4.2 yeah. touchback percentage. Last year, he had a, uh, I last year, I guess last year it was, but 22, let's say that. In 23, 4.2 uh, touchback percentage. In 22, it was 12.2, guys. That's a freaking massive difference. And he added another two and a half net yards per punt, meaning he was able to get the ball higher. And the end result of how much the difference the field got shrunk after the after the punt, he gained two and a half yards. That's nothing to scoff and at. How many times does a is a you know a touchdown end on like the one or two yard line, guys? Oh, that's the difference we're talking right. about sometimes. Yeah. I mean, also, how many times have we've talked about in 2022? Like, dude, you just got to corner the kick. You got to yeah. drop it in the corner. And it's, it's weird. Like he he didn't drop the it in the corner necessarily, but it's like he got close to it. You know, he'd at least put it towards the corner, towards the corner. He wouldn't yeah. like cough and kick it, but he'd get it towards the corner and he would definitely would would, would kick it higher. Yeah. And he took you know, a little extra oomph off it and just Oof. went a little higher. A little oomph. Yeah. So, congrats, Jamie. Get on with a good season. Uh, Casey Kreider is our long snapper, obviously. Let me put it this way. This is the first time you've heard his name in about a year. That's all you have to know. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that means, that he means his he's job. doing his job. You only hear about long snappers when they suck. So, good going. Yeah. He's, he's a free agent again. They keep signing him to one-year contracts. Let's re-sign him. Let's keep it going there. Um. Punt return, a kickoff return. Let's get to the return game, guys, because that's 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 where we had our issues in special teams here. Let's get one of the punt returns here, because that's been the big woo. woo. So Gunnar Oshevsky, we got halfway through the year there because of all the issues we had with punt returns. Ended up uh, 23 returns, 273 yards. That's 11.9 average there. That's good. That's good, guys. Yeah. I have no issues with this guy. Uh, had a touchdown, too. I can't remember the last time we got a punt return touchdown as well uh, on a 94-yard return. So, yeah. Before we got him, here was the monstrosity of the group we had. Eric Gray. This is why we got him. (laughs) Yeah, Eric Gray. Seven returns for 28 yards. Four-yard average. His longest was 14 yards, guys, which was half of his total. That means the rest of them was six of them for 14 yards. Yeah, 2.2 average or whatever. Yeah, that's... That's not good, guys. Um, and this was this was something that I think Shane kind of admitted he made the mistake on when he had his press conference. He kind of said, you know, we we got him for his punt return abilities basically because other people we wanted were already taken. This is why you don't reach. You could always get somebody to do just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have hired me. I would have come in there and done just as bad as Eric Gray. Listen, I, I've, I'll say it before. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Eric Gray to me was a horrible pick, was a waste of a pick. Even on draft night, Rob and I were like, what the hell was this? I'm pretty sure I was like, who the hell is this? Yeah, we did. We were like, we're trying to put the lipstick on this pig big time, but there was no lipstick to put on. It was like, (laughs) it was like a natural shade. Like we could still tell it was a pig. Um, But yeah, so obviously he lost the job and Gunnar Oshevsky showed us how it was done. So uh, we did have a couple other guys in between. Uh, Sterling Shepard had three for 10 yards, including a five-yard return. Bobby McCain had one for zero yards, and so did Nick McLeod as well. So obviously that means those two fair caught theirs. So, yeah, 
Gunnar Oshevsky, that's the only guy of that group that I'm happy with on the return side there. Uh, he is also a free agent. Listen, I'm not opposed to bringing him back at all in any way, shape, or form. But I'll say this. I don't think it has to be him. It doesn't. You know. But if you get him on a I, cheap deal. And he got the space. Because here's the problem. He's much like Cutter Coughlin and Cam Brown. He provides nothing on offense. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So that's your issue. If you can put the spot together for him, then go for it. Why not? But if you can't, you know, I mean, obviously we're recording this on Monday. We're about to do our off-season game plan, so I can say it here because this will hit on Wednesday. We didn't keep him in our off-season game plan. We drafted someone to replace him, actually, that also will play offense. But I don't mind if they bring him in, especially if they bring him in on a no-guaranteed-money deal and let him fight it out with somebody at that point for the position. And if he wins, he wins. He doesn't, he doesn't. You know? Like, that's not the biggest thing in the world. He's a good returner. So, but he only returns punts. He not even kickoffs. And he doesn't play offense. It's hard to keep a guy around like that in this day and age when you need so many players. You can only keep so many. So, yeah. Like I said, bring him in. See what happens. Uh, kickoff return. Paris Campbell, eight for 191 yards. That's a 23.9 yard average. That's the only thing he did good this year. I was going to say, it's probably more yards than he had in his actually receiving. Yeah, that's it, guys. That was that was the end of positive talk about Caparis Campbell, because that's that's it. Uh, Eric Gray, there he is again. Four yards. Uh, four, I mean, four yards. It feels like four yards. Four returns for 58 <laughs> yards. 14.5 yard average. Look at that. 24 to 14. That's basically the difference we're looking at here. If you want to call a 15, it'd be nice. I mean, that's a huge difference, guys. Um, and then Lawrence Cager also had one return for zero yards. Now, I don't remember Lawrence Cager's return. And I and I, and I wonder if it was an offside kick or something because of the fact that he obviously doesn't go back there to return, but he would be on a hands team, and it was for no return. So I, I got to imagine it was an offside kick. Yeah, I, don't I, can't, I can't imagine putting Lawrence Cager back there return. <laughs> No one puts a tight end back there to kick off return. Just doesn't happen. You put running backs and wide receivers. So, but yeah, uh, that's mm. something we got to address, guys. Paris Campbell going to be gone. Eric Gray is crap, and Lawrence Cager may or may not be here. He's somebody that I could have or not have, and not care less. Hate to break it that way. It's a person I know. Just being honest, it's a business decision here. Uh, he's not a horrible player. He's no one I'm going to miss though. Where he's at? He's uh, so. A bridge piece. A, he's, a brick. he's like a bridge for the steam. House. Uh, steam. Uh, yeah. A stream. Woof. Stream. Whoa. Talking whoa. Stream. Don't cross whoa, whoa. the streams. Don't cross the streams. Sometimes you cross it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyway. you take out safe puff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's where we're at, guys. So, you know, we're sitting there now with on the special teams – just having to figure out the return game again, which is the same issue we had last year. So it's got to be something they figure out this year. It's got to be something that becomes, I'm not saying a priority because I get it. It's not as important as quarterback, edge, offensive line, you know, some of the holes we have here in this team. But it's got to be something we figure out, man. It's got to be. Like this can't be the, the end of the discussion here uh, because it's just, it's not good enough. Flat out, it's not good enough where we need to be so um kick wise we're good it's just the returning part of that so uh like i said oshevsky if we keep him great i'm not gonna be upset if we don't we just gotta have someone there 
So we'll have to see what they do. You know, this is the time that the program usually give you guys like, oh, this is the person we think we can get. This is the person that we would sign. When you're talking kick returners, guys, there are so many options. It's not even funny. We could sit here for a five-hour show on potential people we could pick up to return kicks. Let's talk about running back threes on three one of the different teams. Let's talk about you and me. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! I was just saying. Not along. that kind of program, Rob. <laughs> It's a family staff. Playing my wife. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's where we're at, guys. So again, linebackers, we're sitting on. We're getting rid of Cam Brown. We're getting rid of Carter Coughlin, which we already know the Giants are going to do anyway. We're resigning Jerry Davis. We're resigning Isaiah Simmons, assuming that we can do it without breaking the bank here. Um, and then we're going to go ahead and try to figure out the return game as we go. And what I mean by as we go is we're going to bring in people that we know can do it and let them battle it out. And we're going to make it a point to make sure we have people in camp that can do it. But we're not going to get rid of them like Jamison Crowder. Just saying. Should have should have kept him. Yeah. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not going to say otherwise. I don't, I don't think you're necessarily right, but I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I may even. I think, right. that's, I th- I think it's a hindsight call. No, because we knew. we saw, Once we saw what Sterling Shepard was, don't tell me the Giants didn't know what he was. That's utter BS if you think the Giants didn't realize how bad he was. So I'm just going to call it like it is. I'm just going to call it like it is. I mean, here was um, he averaged 7.9, so eight yards per kickoff for a punt return. That's what Jamison Crowder did for the commanders. A whole lot better than the, than the two yards that Eric Gray was going with. Not as good as Oshevsky, yeah. but saying. That has nothing to do with so. Shep there. <laughs> No, but Shep didn't provide anything. How would he have like a hundred yards all season? Yeah, huh? I mean, well, Jameis Crowder had a hundred and fifty-nine yards. He could have carried that part of the load. <laughs> just saying, like, <sighs> not trying to be a jerk about it. I'm just being honest. That was a mistake. It's calling it out. So, but I think it's a hindsight of it because we talked about it. Is. I, the season. I, I think it's, a, but I, I again, it's not hindsight because it's not hindsight though because of the fact that we were. There to make that call. These guys were at the practices. Don't tell me Shepard looked great and all of a sudden looked like shit once the season started. No, but I mean, Crowder didn't. Don't tell me Eric yeah, Gray we was looking there. spectacular returning punts in practice. But I'm sure Crowder also did not look great either. Oh, but didn't he's blow them out of the water. They had Obviously but, not. He wasn't a like Oshevsky was, but I'm saying. But I'm just saying he may have not looked that good. In practice compared to you know the other two, it's a I'd little bit of hindsight. Yeah, I I wouldn't disagree. We'll respectfully disagree, sir. Okay, respect. You're wrong. Anyway, uh- <laughs> <laughs> jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So usually this would be the point we say, "Let's get your comments." But obviously, this is a recorded episode here because I had to go to a work event in Ocala. If people don't know where Ocala is; the middle of the state of Florida where there's basically nothing to do except apparently a work trip for me. So, joy. Um, and not to podcast. We'll be back. Yeah. So, well, it's problem is, is that I'm going to be at a hotel that I have to share with somebody else. I never know what hotel Wi-Fi is going to be like. So, plus, I have, I have a dinner Wednesday night, so I may have a few drinks. So, I don't know what's going to happen. So, therefore, we're, still, we're, we're recording ahead of time for that reason. But I'll be back tomorrow which sounds weird because it's not tomorrow when i'm recording this but we'll be back for thursday's episode we'll be back 
live there. So shoot back in time, no problem to do that. So we're going to be discussing the secondary there, guys. Doing our last group at the state of the team, going through, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe some Xavier McKinney talk happens. I don't know. Who knows? Ooh. Crazy. Crazy things have happened. Um, so we'll be back to talk about that there for you guys tomorrow night. Uh, of course, as always, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and of course, Rob's favorite Instagram. Drew's LinkedIn page. Oh, Instagram. Yes, of course, LinkedIn page. Actually, this episode won't even be on the uh, the uh, Instagram page Diagrams. because I can't set it up since I won't be there for it. Yeah, so let's we'll skip this one on the Instagram. Sorry, Instagram people, but your, the platform sucks. Uh, <laughs> watch our, our rating go down on Instagram now. <laughs> but we'll be back on. Like I said, of course, we're always on audio podcast land as well. The episode goes live the next day at 5 a.m. on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the big ones there. So do follow us there. Do the like and subscribe there as well. Appreciate you guys for listening in. We will see you guys tomorrow. I'm sure to the, uh, you know, to the, to the right of us is some nasty comments and some good comments and some, Smart Alec remarks by Connor probably as well. So uh, we will reply to those. Who, who knows? We might be watching live at that point ourselves, just not having a spot to go record live. So um, again, we'll see you guys all tomorrow. And I appreciate as always for listening in, watching, and all that kind of fun stuff there. And as always, Giant fans, go J-Man! Go J-Man! Go J-Man! Thanks for listening to Two Giant Goofballs, a New York Giants podcast. We appreciate your support. If you made it this long, you must have enjoyed it. So I am sure you have followed us on all the social media platforms. Of course, you have subscribed to the show on your favorite app as well and given us a top rating. Right? Right? Right?